0: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jesse Janari, and we're back with another episode of The Sit Down, man. And um, uh, I kind of woke up with a heavy heart today, and I was trying to put into words exactly the emotions that I'm feeling and the concerns that I have, um, not for my community, but in communities across America and the world. Um, For those of you who don't know, I am from L.A., South Central, uh, born, like born in South Central. Um, Grew up on 83rd and Fig, moved to Inglewood when I was in high school. And uh, that has been such a a process of, um, it's been such a journey and it's been such a process getting from where I was to where I am now. And so my uncle does, make a little story short, my uncle pretty much does a warm coat giveaway every year where he gives out uh, hundreds of jackets to youth and underserved communities. And this year was like no other. Um, I mean, this year was just like any other, but it was very much so different in the fact that I was there and um, a lot of people who know me and who uh, I do business with, they understand how much I'm impacted by the community in which I'm from and how much I want to give back. And so um, I actually partnered with a company named Ripe Distro uh, by way of server wireless, server wireless pretty much, who gives us tablets to give out. And so these were some of the tablets that we gave out yesterday and uh, we wanted to give out more very much so. Um, And all they need pretty much, all they needed was Last four of their social name, address, and um, if they were on any type of government assistance, EBT, uh, Snap, well, EBT, which is Snap, WIC, if their children are on on any school lunch programs, they pretty much qualify for a device like this. Now, I qualify for the device. Uh, This is the 8 inch Hyundai. Um, very much so, it's nice, it's handy dandy for sure. This is the 10 inch Hyundai, right? We got a couple marks on it because we were using it yesterday. And these are actually some, some really good devices, right? Back from when I was growing up, these devices are way better than the devices we had when I was growing up, the free ones they were giving out. It comes with, uh it, it bounces off the T-Mobile towers. So you pretty much get unlimited uh internet access for Uh, a year or until you renew your benefits next year. And you also get, um, uh, what else do you get? Free Wi-Fi uh, and you get five gigabytes of data pretty much for streaming. Now, I was watching YouTube all day on it yesterday or the day before actually. I was watching YouTube all day on it and uh, I like the device personally. Now, I'm an Apple guy, so uh, I'll be very much so... I'm biased when it comes to those devices, but we gave out some tablets like that and we wanted to give out a lot more, man. Um, like I said, I have a tablet because I've, I've qualified for it. And so I'm sure that a lot of you all qualify for it as well. If you have an EBT card, if, you ha- if you're if you on Section 8 or low income housing, um, if you're on any of those government programs, you automatically qualify. So what I'll do is I'll put a link in this video Um, And for those watching on the podcast, I'll try to give you guys a link in the description. That way you guys guys can access it. Now, the difference between the link and getting a tablet in person is on the link, it gives you a a discount. I think it's maybe a 90 to 85% discount on the device. So you only have to pay... 11 to 15 dollars for that device now if you guys can't pay 11 to 15 dollars for that device that's a problem you guys have uh but i'm just putting it out there that the resources are there for you guys um now one of the things that uh and also the warm coat giveaway is in partnership with delete the divide now i am signed up for Dil- for delete the divide it is um a los angeles county program um I'll actually read you what the mission is. So, the County of Los Angeles launched the Delete the Divide initiative to empower youth, young adults, and small businesses in underserved communities that are adversely impacted by the digital divide. Partnerships have been established with public, private, academic, and community-based organizations to unify efforts in providing direct access, training, and support services in modern technologies. And I'm also going to put www.deletethedivide.org down in the bio uh, and down in the description if you guys are watching via podcast or listening via podcast. Um, uh, hmm. How do I put this? You know, I, I've i been out of the city for maybe about a year now. Um, but prior to me living in L.A., I live right on the the cusp of Inglewood and um central central you know southern south central I'll put it to you like that and um you know I was I was always in Hollywood um because that's where a lot of the studios were that's where my business was um where I was in downtown which is where the homeless population is is um I can't even use the word, the word, the word usage I would even have to describe it is underwhelming, um, but the homeless population is overwhelming in the <clears throat> the downtown Los Angeles area because Skid Row is right there on Third and San Pedro, so it's it's very much so not far. And um, for me, giving back to not necessarily those who are adults, um, but for me, it's the youth. You know? Like, I grew up in... I used to go to uh, Boys and Girls Club, which is off of 51st in Vermont, which is actually not far from where we were, which uh, we were at... Um, I think it was called Com- Community Build, which is a gang reduction and youth empowerment uh, nonprofit that is stationed right there off 80, 88th and Vermont, which is on, I want to say, the northeast corner. And... Uh, their mission is pretty much to uh, try to get the youth in the area that are underserved the resources as many resources as they possibly can. Um, for me, being that I, I am in the music business, um, I am in um, I run in I run in circles that are that are very much so affluent, if I may say. Um, these are not people who grew up in situations that I grew up in, um, and they look at life very much so differently. But to the people who are from where, and it doesn't matter what city in which you're from, right, whether you're from New York, whether you're from LA, whether you're from Florida, whether you're from Atlanta, um, what I'm asking is for the people who are, who have made it out, come back and give back. I think that is such. Um, I think for me, I I get even emotional thinking about it. Simply because had had there not been people who did that for me, I wouldn't be where I'm at.
1: Something that happened yesterday that I that I noticed, and it happened a couple of times where there was kids that were coming to try to like get the tablets Mm -hmm. and when we were explaining to them like you know you have to be over 18 a parent has to like put in their information Mm -hmm. what I didn't find out till after the fact some of them I found out in the moment but a lot of them had lost both their parents during COVID so there was like a lot of orphans
0: right
1: who didn't have parents that could even do the application for them to receive the tablet
0: right and and you know that's And I think that's what one of the young ladies was telling us yesterday. And um, I realized that compared to a lot of the people in that area, I was very much so privileged. Like I didn't have, um, I lost my father at an early age, but I still have my moms. Um, And my moms worked hard. And. She had the wherewithal, and she had the help that she needed to be able to get me to the next day, or the next week, or the next month. She had the wherewithal to get me into the best schools that she possibly could. And at the time, it was Kip Kip Academy of Opportunity, which now moved to uh, I think 85th and Fig, somewhere around there. And um, and in that program, it was a free charter school, and in that program it allowed me to look at life, see see the world. It allowed me to see New York. It allowed me to go to DC. Um, it allowed me to go to Boston, to go to Utah, to go to San Diego. And everything was paid for. Everything. If you earned it at the end of the year, we had these check stubs that they would give us. And if you earned it at the end of the year, you were able to uh, get chartered, right? And then fifth grade was San Diego. Sixth grade was Utah. We did a nine-day trip to Utah, where we saw the Devil's Arches, Emerald Pools. We uh, we hiked Bryce Canyon. We did horseback riding. We did whitewater rafting. Now, that was maybe some 15 years plus, around 15 years ago, and I can still remember it vividly. You know what I mean? Observation Point down in Utah. And that was all a result of donors who donated money so that kids like myself and others could experience life. Um, and so to see that children don't have parents, like that, that affects me. You know what I mean? That affects me because even though I may not be in the position financially to be able to give as much as I would love to, which is actually where we headed. Don't don't get it confused. We headed there. Um, Because I've realized that if I don't do it, you niggas won't. And it affects me. It affects me in a way because so often I'm around people who are so self-absorbed to where they can't see that there's a world out there that affects the youth. These, these are the future entrepreneurs. These are the future nurses. These are the future doctors. That's what that is. And if you don't owe the adults, at least you owe them. And I think for me, um, I, it's like I went to sleep and I was tossing and turning all night. Because I was just thinking of how can I better serve my community? Especially when it's given me so much. It's t- it taught me how to be street smart. It taught me how to move in the circles that I move in. Because what we don't have to understand is when you, when you come from the hood, it gives you a certain street wisdom, right? Street smarts, as niggas call it. It gives you a certain level of wisdom and, and a certain intuition that, it just happens like I already know If it's about, when shit about to go down I, c- I can tell how people get the moving I can tell the looks on niggas faces So that when I got Into circles where I was mainly the threat You feel what I'm saying because I didn't have What other people had so they kind of Had to vet me because it's like well Nigga you ain't got no money So Like what you what's your What's your real intention Being here right you feel what I'm saying? Um, is it to try to get what I got? You know what I mean? Or get me or t- or manipulate me or steal from... You feel what I'm saying? When I was able to get into those circles and I passed that vetting process because very much so, that wasn't who I was. Um, and the experiences from a lot of people where I was from, it turned them off. Even now, if you from LA, a lot of niggas in LA who are doing good things in NoHo and Hollywood and Beverly Hills. They don't fuck with us, my nigga. We have a bad rap. We have a bad rap. A bad rap, whatever y'all want to call it. Like, they don't fuck with us. Them niggas is slimy. Them niggas is greasy. Them niggas finesse. They scam. They doing all of that. that that's, the, that's the perception that they have of us. Like, that's the perception. And for me, my job is to change that perception. My my job is to give people another way on how on how they look at us. You feel what I'm saying? Every time you see an LA nigga, you know the nigga bang. You can look at him and tell. You can look at him like you can look at us and be like, oh, this nigga crazy. Cause nigga got tattoos on his face. Nigga got niggas smelling like tobacco. Nigga smell like pom poms. You feel see niggas don't know about the pom poms. That's you feel what I'm saying? Like like I say, don't get it fucked up. I was I I'm really from this shit. But it's like we don't, like we don't carry ourselves like we're geared for success. So because of that, people who do have the resources say, nah, 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 nah. Where you from? Oh, LA? Oh nah, nigga. And then we want to pull up with, you feel what I'm saying? Lil Pookie, Bam Bam. We want to pull up with, with Rodney. We wanna put up with all of the niggas that we know sometimes we can't always bring them out the hood.
1: So can you tell us how, even if you kind of have minimal resources, how you can still kind of keep yourself clean to look like you're geared for success or at least present in a way where someone's willing to give you a chance?
0: You know what I'll say? I'm going to tell you all what I did. I'm going to tell you all what I did. Right. Because I think a lot of people don't put in the perspective that the life that I live is very much so self-sufficient. I made it to where whenever I earned money, I I invested it in myself, certain tools that I could do. Now, I knew I was going to get to this point one day. Now, if you don't know you're geared for success, this ain't for you. This is for the 16-year-old. This is for the 15-year-old. This is for the 12-year-old who says, you know what? I'm going to be the first millionaire in my family. I'm going to make sure I can buy my mama a house. I'm going to make sure that my mama don't have to want no more. I'm going to make sure I can get my sisters and my brothers off welfare. Tupac care. If don't nobody else care. care, like if don't nobody else care, I do. They don't matter. So I'm going to tell you all what I did. 15, I started cutting my own hair, right? The first thing I did was I went to, uh, and you can ask my mom this, got enough money. I think we went to either Walmart or Target, right? I think it was Walmart. Went to Walmart and this is 12 years ago, maybe. Probably even more, 14, 15 This is maybe about 12, 13 years ago, right? Um, I said to myself, you know what? I never want to be able to pay for a haircut again. My mother was struggling. At the time, my sister had just gotten into UC Berkeley. We could not afford college. UC Berkeley is not a cheap school. Even with the scholarships, it just still, like scholarships pay for one thing, but you have to live, right? Living in college is, is, is another thing. So when my sister went off, I was like, you know what? I can't afford to get a haircut. Every week, every two weeks. My mom just couldn't, you know what I mean? I was, she was taking me to these rinky dink ass barbers in Inglewood. Um it used to be at a new you. They had a they had an African dude in there. He used to always have my my shit lopsided and I hated it. So I started off cutting my own hair. I used, my first clippers was the walls. Right? I started there. Now I got I got the the uh uh the Babeless go kit. I got the the Andes, all my my joints wireless, but I started on me first. I knew I was going to get here. I said, you know what? Steve Harvey once said that, you know, well-groomed men make, I think it is like 300% more than the average man, a well-groomed man. Now, I don't have my beard shaped up and all of that, you feel what I'm saying? Because I don't, I can do it when I want to, and honestly it's January, so I kind of want to let it, uh, you feel me? But Well-groomed men make more than the average man. We just do. And I say we because I smell good. I look good. My teeth are always brushed. Sometimes I miss a spot because we grown. You feel what I'm saying? Put a little gum in there or whatever. But you never see me with food in my teeth, right? I smell good. I look good. My clothes are always clean. Even if I got to go to the laundry mat, right? If if anything else, I'll call a homie. Hey, I need to wash these clothes up.
1: You gotta wash them in your sink.
0: If you, if you gotta, listen, you gotta do what you gotta do. I am not one of those people that take it lightly, especially on young men. I think you have the most wiggle room. Y'all young boys touching a lot more money nowadays than I was touching. If you can't, if you can't scrape you up $40, I was selling candy to get that money. I was selling candy in school. Now they'll suspend you for it, but I was selling candy in school. As soon as i found out how to cut my own hair i went to the cafeterias i went to the locker rooms Asked the homies i was cutting their hair in the locker room blends wasn't even none of that but i was taking a risk
1: you were practicing i
0: was practicing perfecting the craft now as a grown man i can make a. I can always make a little money i can cut hair straight razor Put the enhancements on it. which How you want it? Natural. What you want to do? You want to do the mohawk? You want to do the fade? You want to put a line in it? What you want to do? We can do that. Because for 15 years, for 12 years, I was practicing. You got to start early. The best advice I would give to y'all is start early. Every man should know how to groom himself. You shouldn't always have to go to the barbershop. I'm sorry if I put some of you barbers out of business. This is for the ones who can't afford y'all a is at an all-time high. I charge 40 50 a cut. So imagine what y'all charging. You feel what I'm saying? Go get you some clippers. Start practicing on yourself. Get it right while you young. Get it right before you got all the girls. Get it right before you turn 18. That way when you turn 18, not only can you keep yourself groomed, but you can also cut the other homies up for 25, 30 hots. Now you always got a little money in your pocket. That's what I would do that's what i did. You feel what i'm saying? So, um personally i think there's no excuse. We had we got YouTube. I we, I didn't I mean we had YouTube, but it wasn't like it is now like they can show you how to do everything.
1: And even to this day, you know how to cut very well, but you still watch videos to find I watch your videos
0: skills. all the time. I love watching the videos, you feel what I'm saying? For me, I just love watching the videos. Um, Seeing somebody go from, you know, people don't understand as men, a haircut to change our lives. You feel what I'm saying? So uh, anyway, start early, whatever you want to do, start early, but back to, um, back to, huh? Presenting yourself to be geared to success. Presenting yourself to be geared to success is so is so important because you can't get there unless you look like it, right? Before I had anything, I looked like I had shit, even if I didn't. I acted like I had it, even if I didn't, right? Fake it till you make it. A lot of times we, 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 we let that phrase, we underwhelm that phrase when actually we do need to fake it until we make it.
1: It's no different from when they say you have to kind of see yourself there and be there mentally before you can arrive.
0: The feet can't go anywhere the mind hasn't been yet. It can't. My feet cannot go to Dubai if my mind hasn't already been there. If I can't see myself flying Qatar or Emirates, if I can't see myself in first class, how can my feet get there? How can my feet get there? My, my feet didn't get to London, and then I said, oh, I'm in London. No, my mind went there first. Then my feet followed. See, we have to understand that if we train the mind, the body will follow. Once you get that in your head, the, the windows of heaven or opportunity, whatever you want to call it, opens up. The floodgates open, and from there you have access to things that you never thought were once possible because you think, you think it. Um. So, make make sure there's there's no there's no excuses these days. I didn't been there and I didn't done it. There's no excuses, no excuses at all. We have to do better. We have to be better, um, and we have to grow. For the guys who, okay, uh, delete the divide, right? Um, I love what they have going on because, right? I think one of the parts that they said was. The initiative, um, the Elite Divide initiative is to empower youth, young adults, businesses and underserved communities that are adversely impacted by the digital divide. We need to be pumping technology into our communities. My, my humble opinion, we need to pump, we need to pump technology. Niggas got iPhones became tight. Like we need to pump, we need to start teaching coding. We need to start teaching uh, social media uh, managing. We need to start teaching other things, computer sciences that actually that we need more of. You feel what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> um, I just I just kind of wanted to get on here to uh, call y'all bluff. A lot of you niggas in LA, I, I want to call y'all bluff. You feel what I'm saying? I think a lot of times It's always me, my, I. It's never us. We wonder why LA is is last place, especially in hip-hop. Well, nigga, this is why. Nigga, we don't give back. I see y'all out once a year giving out jackets, giving out pencils. But we can be doing this five times a year. We can be doing one of these every month. We can be doing a drive every month, feeding people.
1: And shout out to those of you guys who do do it. And keep it to yourselves.
0: Facts, but for, for but for those of y'all who do it and keep it to yourselves, we need to start putting that to the forefront and inspiring others to do it. My uncle, my uncle, not even one of those. My uncle's been doing this for about thirteen years. Thirteen years. You don't see him posted. You don't see a you don't see a big de wham about it. You know what? This year he had a cameraman out there. Because it's important that we show that, right? He doesn't do it to be boastful at all. The majority of people who do this on a regular basis don't do it to be boastful. They do it to make a change because they understand that the youth, our youth is our future. Yeah. Quite frankly, my uncle been doing this. So when I called mom's Thursday and she was like, Yeah, I'm going to be out there helping, helping, um. huh? What? Bet. Let me see what I can do. Hey, I need 40 tablets. I want them all to go. I need 40 tablets. Next time, it's going to be 50. Next time, it's going to be 100. Next time, it's going to be, listen, if you qualify at this center, you automatically receive a tablet. You don't even have to meet the eligibility requirements. As long as you meet their eligibility requirements, you have a tablet. Your name needs to be on the list. Da-da-da-da. You get one per household. You feel what I'm saying? That's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to be able to go set up MacBooks in these classrooms. I want to be able to go set up recording studios there. I want to do that. Like, I want to do that. I think I was watching a podcast and there were, there were a group of men sitting around and successful men. And I have to say that because it's like, well, what kind of niggas are these? These are successful African-Americans. Um, the, these these were not the people who want to be these these are the people who are already making a wave. And one of the guys said, which which hit me hard, um, a man who takes care of his family and only his family is not useful to us. Like you got to understand, just because you're making a certain amount of money, you're making a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, six hundred thousand, a million a year, and you're bringing that home to your family, nigga, you're not useful to us. You're not. That's cute for you and your wife, so that you can buy her purses. But there's a whole community, and it's usually in the communities y'all come from, and we come from, that are struggling, that are adversely affected because there are there's not a, enough resources. There's just not enough. So for me, I take on that same and I, I take on that same initiative. I take on that same perspective. Nigga, you paying for this, you providing for your family ain't good enough no more. You, you're not useful to us. I'm trying to hang with the, I'm trying to roll with the big dogs who want to really make a change, who want to go get back food, who want to go get back school supplies, who want to go get back tablets, who want to go get back laptops, who want to be able to conjure up the resources so that we can fly some of the ki- these kids who have great grades, who are doing what they need to do in school. And and we charter them to New York. We make sure they get passports. We chartered them off to London. We chartered them off to Africa. We charter them off here. We pay for everything. That's what I want to do. And I want to be around people who can help that vision come to life. So, so if y'all just want to take care of y'all families, that's cool, but just know you're useless. You're useless to us, to the world. You're useless. You're useful to your woman because she want to spend all your money on these weak-ass Chanel bags. That's what y'all want to do. Y'all want to look cute for girls' night. You can still do that and be a pillar in the community. You can still do that and be active and be giving back as much as possible. You can do that and still go to sleep at night knowing I did everything in my power to be able to give another kid the the same shot that I had. Or didn't have or didn't have. You feel what I'm saying? That kept me up all. It kept me tossing and turning. I was in a deep sleep, but I was tossing. I was turning. I was just so ugh. like I need to do more. Like I, I need to do more. I need to make more money so I can give more money. Like I need to be I need to solve uh, 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 big problems. For billions of people. I need to solve that problem. I need to be able to do initiatives that give back. Because honestly, I didn't get it. I I love this. Adversely impacted by the digital divide. Like I didn't get a laptop until I was 18. My mother couldn't afford it. I have Boost Mobile's phone. Uh $50 a month, I think, at the time. $50 a month. I had a Boost Mobile until I turned 18. And I've been Apple ever since. What if we can cut that time frame down to the 12-year-old so that they learn how to code earlier? They learn how to do certain things earlier with these computers. AI is booming. Why can't our children have the same access to resources that these other kids have? The only reason why these other ethnicities, and I won't name any, but the other reason why these other ethnicities are winning is because the elders are pumping money back into the youth. That is the only reason why. Early. Early. Early, no. As Soon as you know how to read, we're we going to get you up. As soon as you know how to do this, we're going to get you up. We're going to pump money back into our communities. That's that's what they do. We mad at all these other races, and they just doing what we need to do. You know there was a journalist there before I closed. There was a journalist there. And she asked, what would Martin Luther King think about?
1: Black America today. Black
0: America today you know what I would think? I think he'd be disappointed in himself. I think he would say, oh shit, what did I do? Why did I want us to be so integrated? Why did I want us to be so, why did I want us to hold hands with little white boys and little white girls? When we had our own booming infrastructures and economies, we had our own. Why did I want us to be so integrated? When even now the American dream is segregated, very much so. Most ethnicities mingle with their own ethnicities. They make money together, right? When one Jew makes money, five Jews make money. As African-Americans, When we the nigga who make money, we don't want nobody else making money. Why is that? Why is that? Why do we want to be so plugged in to companies that aren't by us? They they, they aren't even for us. They aren't even by us. Most of these companies have nonprofits to where they can put money into other places that are not our communities. So would Dr. King really be happy with what he's looking at now? Fuck no. Just my thought. Just my thought. Other people may think differently.
1: I thought the same thing.
0: And when she asked me the question, I said, you know what? I'm not, I may not be the one to ask. I'd rather get on my platform and spew it this way. So that way, y'all got a little context. So y'all may just see this clip on YouTube, Shorts sure, or on Reels, but I need, y'all, I need y'all to go see the video. That's what I need. I need y'all to go see the video. He wouldn't be happy. You see this shit? We, we want to get into white America. We want to invest in white America. We, we want to invest in other ethnicities. All our liquor stores are owned by Asians. All of them. In LA, all of them. Asians. And then you have the Eritreans coming over getting the liquor stores. So what we talking about here, people? What we talking about? Jesse, you just be talking that shit. No, nigga, I'm actually outside. I'm regurgitating what I'm seeing outside. That's the only difference. And I don't like what I'm seeing outside. We want to be segregated so much as if we didn't have Black Wall Street. For real, for real. What happened to when the Black Panthers actually used to protect our neighborhoods? Gangs don't protect our neighborhoods. They don't give back. They don't, feed the, they don't feed the homeless. Nigga, what are we talking about? They're not trying to figure out ways to take that money that they're getting off do whatever they're doing. Selling dope, selling pounds, flying in and out, doing this, doing these jugs. They're not getting some of that money and pumping it back into the community. You feel what I'm saying? We have to get better. We have to get wiser. I just needed to get that off of my heart. Because for a lot of y'all, y'all not going to care. But there's somebody that's out there who's going to say, we need to do more. We need to do better. Me just taking care of my family is not enough. I need to be able to pump resources back into my community. That's what makes me a man. That's what makes me a useful man. Most of y'all rents is paid. Y'all mortgages is good. You feel what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing fulfilling about taking a trip elsewhere. Yeah. The fulfillment is... Like, how good did you feel, babe, after after we were out there helping people and plugging them into the system to see if they qualify for a free tablet?
1: I told you that it was a nightmare. Not because we were out there right. in that environment, but because... I wanted to be able to do more. Right. And I felt like we weren't able to do enough given right, the situation. Right. And for me, that was a nightmare. Right, right,
0: right. But on the adverse of whether we were able to do more or not, how does it make you feel that you were able to make at least a difference?
1: It makes me want to do it more.
0: And more and more, more. and more.
1: Yeah, when I um, when I did my reel... You know, after our conversation, like on my caption, I was saying like, wow, I saw today, like there's really a such thing as the haves and the have-nots. And my prayer is to be able to be a have so that way I can provide for the have-nots. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's mine as well. Like growing up, we didn't have, we didn't have a lot. Like we didn't, my family, we didn't take trips growing up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe. We
0: didn't. Everything, Every trip that I took was because there was someone a lot more generous who invested in a program that I was embedded into.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why.
1: And I grew up having right. a lot of the things that most didn't have. Right. But I didn't get the experiences. Right. Like you might have had more experiences than I had, right. even though I had more things. Right. And so I would want to be able to provide experiences as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like 2023, by the end of 2023, I want to put into motion, getting together donors, getting together people who want to see our communities win, getting together people that we can, that we can put together something, a program, to be able to raise money. To be able to charter. A, not, not even a school necessarily. But to be able to charter. Kids. From. Who've never been anywhere. To New York. To somewhere that's. That's not LA. To see things that they wouldn't be
1: able to see. Otherwise. They
0: have to. They have to see things.
1: Exposure is key.
0: My and mother still doesn't have a passport. She's been on this earth almost 70 years. No passport. We have to do better. Little old me, I get a passport. I hop I hop on the jet, see five different countries in, in one move. My kids coming out the gate will have passports. Every generation, we have to push the envelope so far. We have to. So that's what I want to get together. Donors, um, that we can figure out a way to be able to take these kids somewhere that they've never been.
1: Even if we have to start off doing fundraisers.
0: Not a pro Listen, we're, we're going to start it off and we're going to partner up with some nonprofits and we're going to get this money coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get this money coming in. Right? we we, we going to see who, who's really about that. We're we going to see the men and the women who's really about that. Or we're going to see the men and women who are useless to us. We, that's, that's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. So I'm calling y'all out. We're going to see what's really happening. We're going to see who really want, wants to make a difference. Or who just wants to go into the ghetto to, to be able to shoot their videos, take their pics, make their millions, and then dip out. We're going to see who's really about that. So um, we're going to continue doing that in the background. Y'all stay tuned for more videos try to get these videos out uh, a few times a week, maybe three times a week, uh, and eventually make it to where we're dropping podcasts and YouTube videos every day. So y'all stay tuned. Is there anything you want to add, babe? Anything, any other questions you want to
1: no, ask?
0: Sir. Um, yeah.
1: Just stay tuned. We'll be having some things that we'll be posting if you guys want to get involved.
0: Yeah. Um. If y'all want to be useful, tap in. Let's, let's figure out a way to do that because I'm emotionally connected to this because I can't be where I'm at now had there was a Kanye West Foundation that put a studio at Challengers. But I can't be where I'm at had Luke Dansler not put his, his life on the line to be able to get funding for us to be able to go into these programs and, and do certain things. I can't be where I'm at if Kip didn't have donors if, if we didn't go up to CAA and sit in a room with multi-millionaires who donated to give the next round of funding to charter schools, I can't be where I'm at. And because of that, I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity that I have to be able to have a platform, to sit in front of a camera, to be able to talk and make some shit move. And that's what we are gonna do. Yeah, that's what we are gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met Deion Sanders. Y'all met Dion, right? Y'all know what he was on. I'm Jesse Sanders, and that's what I'm on. So we're going to get some things into motion. And uh, y'all stay tuned, man. I love y'all. I love y'all to pieces, for real, for real. And so uh, we're going to be posting this ASAP. But love y'all to pieces. I'm out. I'm going to continue to drink my little coffee and talk my shit. Till next time, people.